Hey friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your host, Katie, and this is episode 203. I am currently coming to you live from Landers, California, right outside of Joshua Tree National Park. I'm staring at mountains and the sun setting, and I can't even believe it. In the past month, I have been on a road trip to Texas with my parents, a bachelorette party for my best friend in San Diego, and have been roughing it in the desert with my sister here in California. I go to Vegas tomorrow, home to Indy for a week, and then off to Michigan for a family road trip. I have had the privilege of being able to travel to some really amazing places with my husband, with family, friends, and for work. As you know, traveling is just, I mean, you can tell by some of our previous episodes that travel is very near and dear to my heart. But I used to get really anxious before traveling, not because I was afraid of forgetting my passport or the plane crashing or language barriers, but because I absolutely hated breaking my routines and I didn't trust my body to tell me what it needed outside of those routines. So traveling or the idea of traveling or an upcoming trip caused a lot of stress and anxiety for myself. Today, I'm going to share with you six tips on how you can practice intuitive eating or a non-diet approach while also traveling and living your best life. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, let us know what you think. By you doing that simple 30-second task, what that does is that allows us to reach our non-diet message to men and women, just like you, all sorts of people from all walks of life who need to hear this message as well. All right, out of the show. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s, all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food, exercise, and their bodies. I am on a mission to help you redefine the word fit, to help you stop quantifying and start living. Learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Number one. Remember that you cannot fail because intuitive eating is not a diet. At times, practicing intuitive eating while traveling, it can feel impossible. There's new foods you want to try and they're so amazing. So you eat past the point of fullness. Or sometimes the food is so disgusting and weird that you can't take another bite. Sometimes you're starving, but you have to wait because you're on a tour or at a museum where there's no food allowed. And other times you have to eat in restaurants or places that you wouldn't choose because of the people that you're with. Sometimes you might be looking at a menu or you don't understand the language. Of course, it's ideal to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full, but sometimes that just can't and shouldn't be the focus. Both feeling hungry and feeling very full might be uncomfortable temporarily, But by focusing solely on hunger and fullness, you might miss out on some of those experiences. And that's absolutely okay to eat past that point of comfortable fullness. And when this happens, just remind yourself that you will be hungry again tomorrow. So catch yourself while traveling if you're starting to turn intuitive eating into this hunger and fullness diet, right? Intuitive eating is not a diet. That is why we call it a non-diet approach. 
Tip number two, remember that satisfaction is key. People often forget how important the satisfaction piece is when it comes to the eating experience. This means that you have permission to eat whatever sounds good, regardless of what it is or when it is. And this can be super fun while traveling because you not only get to try new foods and flavors, but you get to try things that you otherwise wouldn't when you're stuck in that diet mentality. I can remember when I was on a trip to Europe and had Nutella pancakes for dinner. And this past year alone, I've tried alligator, whole crabs, I ate them whole, and so many other crazy, delicious, amazing, decadent foods that I would have never allowed myself to explore when I was dieting. Satisfaction while traveling also allows you, though, to include some gentle nutrition reminders to help keep yourself full between meals and avoid getting hangry. So for example, that fresh baked scone at that local bakery might sound bomb for breakfast, but adding some eggs for some protein or fiber for some fruit, fruit from fiber, fiber from fruit, you know what I mean? That might actually be more satisfying and sustainable before a long, let's say, morning of hiking. Tip number three is to pack snacks. Now, I used to always pack snacks with the mentality of needing to have healthy superfoods and quote-unquote clean snacks to avoid eating quote-unquote bad foods at the airport. But this can simply look like throwing a few extra granola bars or protein bars in your bag or some trail mix in case your flight gets delayed or you get hungry between meals, but no one else that you're with wants to stop. Or maybe you get hungry when you get back to your hotel and you don't want to shell out the extra cash for minibar food. Keeping snacks around is a great simple way to honor your hunger and avoid feeling those big fluctuations in how you feel. Tip number four is lots of water. Traveling can actually create a shift in our gut, making you more likely to become dehydrated, especially if you're over the age of 21 and you're enjoying some adult beverages. But dehydration and inconsistent eating patterns can also lead to constipation. So try keeping a water bottle with you, or I personally love using flavor pouches or electrolyte tablets like noon to help remind me to drink more water. Tip number five is just remember that you do not need to compensate with exercise. Seriously, when I'm home, I do some form of exercise or movement probably five to six days a week, not because I have to, but because I genuinely look forward to it. And it feels as routine to me as making my bed in the morning. In the nine days that I have been on this travel bout, I've probably done maybe 30 minutes of modified movement, maybe three times a week or three times over this whole trip. The reality is that your body knows how to handle some extra travel food and some sedentary days. So if movement sounds good to you while traveling, awesome, go for it. Maybe it looks like a hike or a long walk through town or renting a bike, whatever it is though, if the intention is to punish yourself for eating more or if it's to take away guilt for what you'll eat later, I challenge you to challenge yourself to consider holding back. There is no need to alter your eating or or your moving routines or your exercise routines before or after travel, regardless of what you did or did not eat. Honestly, the best form of self-care you can give to yourself is returning back to your normal routine and appreciate the experience that you had while traveling. Our sixth and final tip of today is permission. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but remember, the same should apply regardless of where you're at. You have permission to eat whatever you want, whenever you want, as much as you want, without that guilt or shame. 
I remember finding myself almost getting too excited around food when I traveled during my diet days because it was such a focus to eat foods that I never allowed myself to enjoy at home. When you can truly give yourself that unconditional permission to eat, the hype goes away. It's not a big thing, or I should say it's not a bad thing. It simply means that food is not the main focus of everything and you can chill out and not stress about it one way or another. You guys, I have had the most amazing week and a half just traveling and experiencing and not moving my body like normal. And I'm telling you, if you, regardless of where you're at on your intuitive eating, your non-diet journey, if you feel any stress or anxiety around food, your body before, after, or during vacation, I really want you to take time today to reflect and think about how could this look differently? And maybe there's just one of these tips that you take from today's episode to implement with you on your next travel, however big or small that trip is. Clearly, intuitive eating takes some extra effort, thought, awareness, but I want you to know it is totally possible. Not only is it possible for you, but it's freeing and you deserve that same type of freedom to allow you to live your best life, live life to the fullest, and be in the moment, especially on those special trips with you, yourself, or your loved ones. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to check out the link in the show notes. Join our free Facebook community. That is where we will continue the conversation, share different things that we love about travel, talk all things food, exercise, and intuitive eating while traveling from a non-diet approach. So hope to see you there. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.